is up, guys? Welcome to the Running and Gunning Podcast. Good to have you all with us today. It is your host, Justin Sinan, and I'm joined tonight with Logan Sanburn. What's up, Logan? How's it going? It is Go. October. It is, man. I am fired up. We actually got some good weather. Uh, we got a killer cold front coming in this weekend, so I'm stoked. I'm ready to go hit it. Um, don't really have anything crazy uh, to go after, but, you know, I feel like uh, the farm that I did have permission on just recently got cut, so I'm kind of excited to just go throw some sits in there and do some observation sits and maybe come up with something. Hopefully have a giant hanging out that I don't even know about. But um, I did get to go out this evening. That was kind of fun. Um, I went to the farm. Like, it was it was actually pretty fun, man. I, my goal was to just try and shoot a doe if I had one come in um, and just do some glassing. And I had a couple does come out early, and then they just hung up at like 45, 50 yards. And then last light, like it was like a train of deer just coming out of the woods, dude, into the field. It was hilarious. And I'm like... I'm like, man, if they if they're just on a mission to get across this field, then I'll probably get a shot. But they just hung out right outside of there in the corner of the field and I was kind of in the middle of this like transition zone coming out of like a I guess what you would call like a cove of uh where the cornfield just goes all the way back kind of on a ridge. But okay. it was you know fun. What's cool about that is if what? you know, you're mobile you can just pick your stuff up and go move it into that corner where they came out and be right. How, how cool is that? Yeah, if only I had the <laughs> right. right wind. Yeah, yeah smart ass. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, no, but I'm hey, guess what? You. Yeah, I didn't get busted. That's good. So that's a plus. I mean, you know, I got I actually was able to get out of my tree and get out of the field before they started blowing at me, so... <laughs> my my setup was bulletproof apparently um yeah i mean that was what you told me about the the one the other night right the that other little buck was like right underneath you and yeah just didn't had no idea yeah that was a that was a fun hunt too yeah man um it's been a good week honestly there's been a lot of deer moving um he that buck just really wasn't like uh something i was gonna try and end my season with right now uh he was a nice deer it definitely got my blood pumping so i was i was pretty happy with that it's uh it's kind of amazing isn't it like when we actually get to go out hunting and like i don't know my mood's just like so much better when i have like a good sit or something like i don't know come home dad's in a good mood everybody you know yeah but what's what's been going on it changes the kind of the trajectory of things when you start seeing deer and um start seeing at least like you know some antlers and stuff like it it really makes you feel good and it it kind of changes the your outlook on you know what you're doing right yeah i guess it just gives me a little bit more confidence you know and it's nice to go sit and actually see deer so a lot of times i feel like throwing throwing sits at places a lot you know you'll get in a groove and then there you'll have two or three hunts you don't see anything and you're like uh this sucks you know it's like when am i gonna see a deer this and that but it is good when you finally get to see them that's kind of the nature of the way that we hunt though is like you're you're not gonna always see a bunch of deer we don't you know set up to to see deer we set up to kill deer 
So that's right. To lead back to your question of how things are going with me, uh, um, I still haven't uh, sat anywhere. I haven't set my stand uh, in a tree. I've just been scouting and trying to find that kill spot, um, and I haven't found it, so I haven't sat down yet. Um, I went out and checked some I got you. cameras the other day, and I had one up on a cornfield. Um, that one was on private, and I don't. I set it up before I went to Colorado, um, and I was excited about it because it's an area that has big deer big deer potential and i knew that the corn was going to be coming down soon so i was all jacked to go check this camera and i drive down there and there's it's gone <laughs> and so i got super no. bummed i was like of, of all places of all the cameras that i have out on public my one on private gets stolen <laughs> and um so i ended up contacting the landowner and everything and he said he found it on the ground next to that tree and uh, i ended up getting it back there's nothing on the card so i don't know what happened <laughs> no way that. that's wild but hey, at least the, you got your camera back man that's cool yeah like the strap had like fed back through it's the three buckle slider and i guess it just fell off the tree i don't know how um but yeah they, i'm just glad to have it back like the info would have been great to have or the intel would have been great to have but at this point it's like oh well i'll put put that camera to good use yeah so i uh yeah definitely that was i think right at the end of last week and then this week i went out and checked some of my cameras on public ended up uh the goal was to pull my cell camera the one cell cam that i have uh was on a mock scrape and I know I posted this to my story, I think yesterday or today, about the, uh, man, all I've gotten on that thing is raccoons. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I, like, I had some scent and stuff in the scrape, but I don't know what's attracting them to that specific spot, but they literally are coming and sitting right in front of my camera. <laughs> and uh, so... I hate that. I was like, I need to get this out of here. I hadn't gotten any bucks on it, any does or any, or a couple does. Um, so I went, took that down. And uh, sure enough, when I get to the camera, there is a blind 10, 10 yards away from the mock scrape that I made. <laughs> and, That's why uh, you're not seeing any deer. Yeah. So I'm not sure when that went up. Like I caught somebody. That's so crazy. Through, I just can't like believe that man. Like everywhere I go, almost maybe not everywhere, but a lot of places I go in public, I find giant ladder stands and ground blinds, and I'm like, I don't know where I was at in Maryland. Like I just never. I mean, a few times you'd see stuff like that, but I feel like consistently around here, it's like, oh well, it's public land. You're welcome to just leave your ladder stand here for like until it's completely rusted um yeah but whatever it is what it is right i mean it's like it's all cool it's public land it's whatever but i you had to not you like whoever put that up had to have seen my camera it wasn't like that well hidden yeah um you know if you're setting up a blind i know you sent me a picture of it yeah It, it was on you know like a probably a softball size tree 
it wasn't you know anywhere special but um so and that's the second time that i've had like a situation like that probably like 300 yards from that spot i had another mock scrape that i set up in the summer and had a camera on that and when i went back to check it somebody else had put another camera on that mock scrape and no way so, yeah yeah i don't know man i feel like maybe where you're at is just like i mean i know they we talk about like highly pressured public and this and that but i don't know i just feel like you're you're just having it is a struggle for you this year isn't it it's like it's getting kind of old it it is And, and i felt comfortable with this with this public piece because it wasn't getting a lot of pressure before but yeah. based off of the numbers and stuff that I've seen on the uh, fishing games website of how many bucks have been killed off that property already, and and the cars that I've seen in the parking lots, the the people sign and stuff like that, like it's getting hammered. And so yeah, I'm and, gonna, and that's really surprising because it's like you know we're only we're a little over a month into season. And, like, there's already that many bucks that have gotten killed in there. but It's kind of mind-blowing to me. Yeah. But And, and so that that's just kind of made me have to change my strategy, which is fine. Yeah. Um, you know, that's part of the game. That's why we do this and, you know, talk about all the stuff that we talk about. It's, it's just being able to adapt. And so I'm going to go um, try and get some permission pieces, go knock on some doors and – um, hopefully get some places to myself so that yeah. you know I can play the game the way that it's meant to be played and not have to you know um, <laughs> out hunt not out hunt but like avoid other people and you know kind of work around their pressure as well as my own because right. that's always a gamble so yeah that's my goal for uh, this coming week or weekend is to get some uh, new properties, which is, you know, always fun to do, you know, right in the middle of October is to yeah. find some, is get somewhere new. But I've, I saw some deer out on uh, a couple different pieces. And so I know that they're there. And if I can get permission there, I know at least how to attack it. So it's not, it's not going to be just walking in completely blind. Right. Which, which is, uh, never fun. <laughs> no. In the middle of the I, I would say just do as much like e-scouting as you can, man. Uh, you know, before you go and knock and everything, it's just one of the biggest things. Like don't waste your time, you know, trying to get permission in an area that's not going to serve you. You know what I mean? Right. I, that's one thing I always learned, like from knocking on, I've knocked on hundreds of doors and that is one of the biggest things is like, is this actually worth me spending my time knocking on this door? Like, and if you're questionable about it and it's like, well, yeah, 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 you know, then don't do it. Um, that's one thing. And like, sometimes when you find that one piece of property, it's like, it can really be the gateway to you gaining uh, permission on the neighboring property. And, you know, it goes on and on. It's, I've, I've heard that from a lot of people when I actually had, uh, you know, the, the latest permission that I just got, like, it was one of the things I learned from a lot of other highly successful guys. Cause I was talking to, to a couple people about this deer and I'm like, you know, 
what would you guys do if you were in my boots? Like, you know, what, what should I do about this? And they're like, oh, well, like gain as much access as you possibly can. And I tried that. Um, it just, you know, it's kind of hard when a bunch of people know about a specific deer, which I'm, I'm not trying to go down a rabbit hole, but I actually did get some uh, wild information about that buck um, that I was after. And apparently I'm super happy that uh, the, the hunter that did harvest him was able to kill him because apparently he had a EHD really bad and he was on the brink of dying like within a day or two. So definitely uh make it made me feel a lot better you know i i'm like it, it definitely like kind of hurt because it was a really special deer i probably never probably won't get a chance at something that big it they gross scored this thing at 239 inches so that's good luck lot. finding that yeah within a half hour of your house yeah right but yeah that's uh so I mean, that's unfortunate good, that yeah he had ehg but that's also like i'm yeah how, i mean i'm happy how, that how a hunter got him. about finding that out with it just knowing that it's been in the area yeah yeah i'm i'm actually i'm proud of myself dude for like what i what i attempted to do you know i got super close to this deer i learned a lot in the process you know and it's like it was a it was amazing that it was just like a complete shift of everything i had done so much work on public and then it's like immediately shift over to trying to kill this buck. And what that, what that deer did to my brain, like was just, uh, I mean, I, I didn't know what to do with myself sometimes. It was just <laughs> hard to like one, not talk about it. Uh, you know, two just, just trying to sleep at night, knowing that like something like that is, you know, you actually might get a, a chance at it. It's uh it's definitely cool, but on to the next one, you know, and uh, on to let's get so into a topic for what's that? Go ahead, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I was just gonna ask what's um, what you're currently doing to try and find something else. Um, what I was, I guess, originally asking was, I, I mean, I know you haven't found anything um, as far as like any EHD kills or anything like that. But yeah, I haven't, and I scout a lot near water, so I would think I would find, you know something yeah but i, I it really kind of like that was to you i i kind of would be i know i yeah. would be concerned about like well it, trust me yeah trust me it's on camera it it really is bothering me dude um and it's got me wondering um a lot and it i don't even see any chance of rain in our radar for a while so i i don't know it's dry as a bone over here right now um and I've heard Ohio's getting hit bad too. Like Southern Ohio's getting hit bad. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if you saw Jake Bush's story the other day. He was. I did. I did. That's talking to, yeah, a, a landowner that I think he said like 15 or 17 deer he found. On his oh property, my God! No, no, I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh man, that's that's terrible. And I know uh, in Maryland. Um, on the eastern shore it hit really bad and it it bothers uh i mean it definitely affects things for a long period you know like because it takes a lot of these upper age class bucks out and you know it takes time to recover from something like that and it's like we need the rain man so i'll be praying for it but 
So we'll see how that goes. Of, about taking out those older age class deer. Yeah, that was I think one of one of our. Uh, that is one of the was. topics that that we were going to get into, and um, it's kind of interesting. Like this this whole podcast, me and Logan talked. We're we're literally just going to do a couple like you know BS sessions on some good topics, um, and that is like why is why is there so many people or so many newer hunters that you see that might not have been hunting for a long time that are so successful and so good at killing mature deer? I mean, what what's your, your spin on it, Logan? Let's start with you. Honestly, I think that it's access to information. Um, I think that the ability to learn, like not only woodsmanship but how to find and attract and like really ambush these mature deer close to like their home because they're most of them are not ranging very far you know for the most part right like these older age class mature bucks they get that way you know not by wandering around um and being able to figure out how to do that is you know in the past was you had to go out there and figure it out well now you know with youtube university and all the podcasts and stuff that are available and then you've got you know stuff like the um mobile hunter road show and like different things like that that there's just so much information out there that is readily accessible that i think that it's it makes things for the people that really commit themselves to it um, and say, this is what I want to do and take in all that information and apply it. Like it's not that it's not difficult to kill mature deer, but once you get those, like the certain skill set down, like it's, you can do it yeah. uh, consistently. Right. Yeah. I think everybody kind of like gets in their own groove of what they do best. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people that are, that are really, you know, talented, you know, hunters and like the, the one cool thing that I've, I'll touch on that I like really respect out of a lot of these guys is, you know, how humble they are. A lot of them like, Oh, well, you know, I'm just lucky, you know, like, you know, this and that. And it's like, no, like, I mean, yes, and I and I do agree that like luck plays a part, but to me, I would have to say, you know, th there's no way you're going to be killing big deer every year consistently without somewhat of a skill. You know what I mean? So, a lot of these guys, it's yeah, like they kind of get in a groove of what works for them. You know, whether it's the way they're accessing, um, whether you know, they're really good uh, rut hunters. Like, I think I'm, <clears throat> I'm a better rut hunter just because it's just I've always gravitated more and spent more time in the woods in November and October, and it's just like a numbers thing. Like, you throw enough sits in the woods and you, you know, watch the wind in November, you're going to kill. Um, but I've really, like, in the past couple years paid closer attention to those guys that are really good at killing right now, and I've I envy them because it's like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I've connected the dots, but maybe I haven't connected all the dots. You know, I mean, I know that's the truth, but 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I really want to want to up my game um, as far as it goes for just like finding deer earlier instead of pigeonholing myself into killing a deer in November every year. I mean, it's definitely a different strategy, right? Uh, killing something September, you know, the first week of September for us versus the first week of October versus the first week of November. Those are three completely different strategies um, on, you know, finding and killing a mature whitetail. Um, right. And you're absolutely right. I think that is like these people that get super obsessed with it and can figure out what they're good at and then apply that. Like that's pretty yeah. much what I feel like you're saying is, and I agree that that's, why they are being successful because they find what they're good at they apply it and then have success yeah and then it's just like repeat and yeah like for me i always was really good at reading like terrain features and funnels and it's like well if i set myself up on this funnel then like you know the deer are naturally going to come down this trail off of the funnel and bam you know and it's it's all it's constantly evolving like you know i look at I look at this game, you know, pretty much like this whole trying to figure out mature deer and kill deer consistently as like a puzzle. And you, you're you constantly like putting pieces and chunks and stuff together and then it finally all meshes and you're like, oh, well, like that kind of makes sense why like that deer did this or that deer did that. But then like, dude, sometimes you don't have answers for stuff. Like they're deer. Like they, I think that we as like hunters we overthink too much and at the end of the day like we're way smarter than a deer is like no matter what his rack is or how old he is like they are creatures of the woods i mean like they they you know we're in their domain but we're also a lot smarter you know what i mean so that's kind of a one of the things i've learned like i know andre uh the quiz has talked about that it's like I don't really care. Like if he knows that I'm hunting him, I want him to know I'm hunting him, you know? And <laughs> I, I just think that's like a wild thing. You just don't hear that from that many people. But I mean, that dude, like he gets it done and it, it's just interesting to hear the way his approach is versus, and I can't say most of us out here are going to hunt like Andre, but it's just interesting, I mean, I, you know, approaches. I think that like that directly applies to, like what we just said is that if that's your strategy you let them know that you're hunting them by you know the whole bump and dump method or whatever you know your method is like and then you use that basically against them that's right. that's its own strategy right there and so yeah i think that like it's like i said not that it's not difficult to do because it's obviously difficult i haven't done it i've been trying to figure it out for the last like two three four years and i haven't gotten it down yet um, i mean you have figured I, it out too though you've been you've been really close i mean and that's where we get down to the luck thing it's like you know you can be a great hunter and sometimes like luck just isn't in your favor just like tonight i i would have smoked a doe but i mean it just wasn't close enough you know like whatever for whatever reason yeah stuff happens she didn't I mean, take those extra 10 steps 
I mean, I think, I, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. Like, I, it's an interesting question because I think that you're, you're right that there are, it seems like there's a lot of new people who get into, I don't want to call it the industry, but get into hunting, like, I guess, trophy hunting and hunting big deer. And, yeah. and they're good they're at successful. It. And then you ask them how long have they been hunting? Yeah. And yeah. they're like, Oh, and then it blows my mind. I'm like, Oh, you've only been hunting for like four or five years or like, and it's like, damn, like, puts me to shame i don't know i've been hunting my whole life and i'm like i feel like this dude <laughs> is a better than me i mean but that also like for uh for what's going on like with you know all these newer guys uh you know and when i say newer i just mean like might not have like 10 years experience didn't grow up hunting is what i'm saying um like the size of the bucks these guys kill is like amazing but it got me thinking like why do we have so many i feel like every year it's like more and more giant giant deer getting killed it's like it just blows my mind like do you think that we're like gonna curve is it just gonna get crazier and crazier because more people are getting into you know managing deer and letting deer grow and like is that just the way things are now versus like the old mentality i mean is it just evolution? Um, in my opinion, I honestly, I couldn't say. Because it's like, will the deer adapt and like start to get bigger and, or continue to get bigger? Like, or will basically, you know, once those genes are gone and it kind of has to reset and then they, they grow, like, I don't really know. That's a good question. I think yeah. that part of like why it's it seems like so many more people are killing big bigger deer. I think one it just has to do with exposure. Um, yeah, I don't know that it's like that much more people are killing versus just what we're seeing. Um, yeah, that could be that one could thing. be very true. But I didn't really think right about it that way. What I was, yeah. So, I mean, it, but it goes right back to kind of what I was saying before about the, the access to information and like technological advances you're looking at. I think most people are, have at least like one cell camera if they're really committed. Most people yeah. do. Um, and for as cheap as, you know, these new like tactic cams are and stuff, they're easy to get. They work in most places and like it gives you instant feedback um or i guess instant intel and i think that kind of plays a little bit of a role but then now i mean moving away from cell cams into regular cams like most people aren't just walking out into the woods blind they've got cameras of some sort yeah they're um, like more people are targeting a specific deer right so i think that that also plays a part um that way like yeah, more it, deer actually get to survive instead of getting smoked because you know like a decent eight pointer is comes out in front of you and then you didn't know about a giant eight pointer that was in there so you sh- you know you shoot the smaller deer that could be you know a major reason right there in itself i mean 
it was really interesting. I've talked to some like older guys here in Kentucky, and I've asked their opinions on like the same thing. And they said like when about like thirty to forty years ago, like right where I live at, there hardly used to be any deer. Like there were nothing. Like if somebody shot a six point or like a little forkhorn, like everybody was thrilled. Like it was a big deal. And now, you know, we've got multiple 200 inch deer getting killed what not to attract uh any attention in kentucky but uh <laughs> <just> <laughs> right my bad yeah. i'm not let's, talking about our state that. yeah yeah um <laughs> so anyway no, kentucky's uh, a kentucky's a hidden gem for sure that I think. it is it is yeah yeah i mean hey but it but it's just amazing to me and then uh a friend, a good friend of mine, he has a good friend of his that actually is a retired uh, fishing game officer, and he said he thought the reason we have so many freak big deer is because of deer farms escaping and mixing with the genetics in the herd, and that was his theory because he said there used to be about thirty to forty deer farms, like within the few county regions around here in like western Kentucky area, and. He said, "Whenever like a, a hurricane or like now you know a bad away storm, regions. Come on, <laughs> I wasn't talking. I'm I'm trying to just throw people on the other side of. It's you know, it's good. It's all good, but that's what he said. Basically, like you know, when they would have a storm, like these deer would get out. And it's kind of funny because last year on trail cam, I actually got a doe with a tag in her ear, and I was like, hmm, I don't think I'll be shooting her if she came out. You know, I want her to to keep spreading them genes." Yeah, maybe that's why we have so many two hundred inch deer. I, I don't know. It could be. Do you think I mean, that's, that's what it is all across America? Like, is it just from deer farms and the crazy genetics? Could be possibility. I don't know. It could be, but I, I don't. I mean, the places that I have gotten, like I've said before, I'm really good at getting pictures of big deer. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so, like, one of the other uh, private pieces that I used to hunt, like, I mean, I had some good, you know, Boone and Crockett class deer on camera. And, like, I don't think that there was any, you know, farm. Like, obviously, they weren't, like, 200 inchers, but they could have gotten there eventually. Um, But there, it's, I honestly don't know. I, I mean... I think that it does have to do with deer management and people giving them like supplemental feed and that kind of stuff, like throughout the summer and kind of helping the herd um, health and stuff like that. I think definitely, I guess, changes things uh, for the better. But, you know, I don't really know. That's. It's interesting, right? I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, there's tons of three year old deer that have racks, like, you know, a four or five year old. It's just amazing. And then, like, I'll get deer like that on camera, and it's like, okay, so, like, I want to shoot you, but I kind of want you to live another year. And then (laughs) you never see them again. It's just like, it's heartbreaking. Like, that's what's happened for me so many times here. It's like, you see all these great genetic like two and three year old bucks and then the next year rolls around and you're like um 
where did all my deer go? It's like a constant new herd all the time. I don't understand. You know what it is that's making them grow like that? It's the that damn Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it could be either one of those. But who would uh, eat yeah, thirty-six I, bag lunches? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> damn big bucks. That's what it is. Um, it's cold. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, it's. I was thinking about that earlier. The it's like the one more year, like quote right that you see it all over the internet. People will post a picture of a deer and be like one more year one more year and it's like you have no idea what's going to happen to that deer especially <laughs> exactly through through november and whatever it's like i i get that you know your whole point is that you're passing on them um and you want something bigger but don't say don't say like oh you can have one more year to live like yes yeah. you're giving them your blessing you know that's right it's, pretty much reality it's nature meanwhile you, you pass happen. a deer and and you find out your neighbor smoked him with a rifle and you're like, Oh, great. Yep. <laughs> exactly. I actually today, right, when I went when I went hunting today, it was hilarious. Um so it's a farm and there's a there's a lot of tobacco that's gets grown around here. So there's an old like tobacco barn that's on the farm there. And the guy's loading up uh the tobacco and I'm like, I saw his truck and I said, Okay, I've seen He's one of the guys that actually rifle hunts this farm. And I was like, oh, well, let me go introduce myself. I'm in like, I'm in my camo and everything. And I got my bow and he's like, he's like, oh, hey, uh, are you that guy that, that shot that big buck last year over here? And uh, I'm like, uh, yeah. And he's like, let me see a picture of that thing. That was crazy, man. Uh, I, I was trying to shoot him. Like, he's like. I gave him one more year and you know, last year. And I was like, well, I'll tell you what, I really appreciate you doing that. <laughs> and he just started cracking up. <laughs> He's like, let That's me get awesome. your number, man. We'll keep in touch. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. I was like, I was like, sorry to kill your deer, man. But, uh, you know, you can't blame me. He's like, Oh no. He's like, it's, it's all good. He's like, I'm glad somebody, you know, he's like, you seem like a good guy. I was, I was like, Oh, I was like, you should get to know me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly he was, yeah it was, uh, it was just hilarious but, meanwhile he's got like four mexicans loading tobacco into the into the uh the, the barn there and i'm just like he's like well we got one one that's on the border he couldn't make it and this and that and i'm like hey <laughs> i gotta go hunting dude um i'm trying yeah. <laughs> like that's hilarious telling me his that's life awesome. story that's that's one cool thing around here everybody's super nice i feel like you know it's like let's, everybody yeah, wants to talk touch to you on that let's touch on that real quick on his reaction to like you killing that deer and him knowing about it. And I feel like that's not most like, at least from yeah. what we see and hear, like that's not usually people's uh, MO. It's like, I had pictures of that deer. That's my deer. And right. Oh, you, I've had that too. It. Trust me. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've been there. That's, that's one thing I hated about hunting suburban areas is like there is not a single good buck in those woods that somebody else doesn't know about and thinks that it's theirs. It's it's like I remember I had a, a guy one time take a, a trail cam picture that I took, which I have no idea how he even got the trail cam picture and posted it on the Internet. And I was like, what? <laughs> 
like, oh, here's here's this, here's this deer, and I'm like, this somebody's like, checking. This is hands. insane to me. <laughs> I guess I it, it I have no idea, man. Insane to me. That's, he I probably mean, did, I guess. It's something that I actually really tried to apply in Colorado this year um, was talking to more people that I encountered and trying to share information because I just feel like everyone's just so secretive and like just tries to withhold information and like not give away. It's like, especially out there it's so hard to like get on elk and do all you know all that kind of stuff that any little bit of information if it's like more than two days old it's probably like useless anyways um but right. I, like when i talked to people i was like this is you know a team effort like from all of us like we're all out here hunting we all have the same goals and like if i can help somebody else kill a bull or in this case like kill a buck from whatever information like i'll gladly do that um obviously i'm not gonna like give away my spots or anything like that but like i I guess for me i mean like my spots on public where i plan to like hunt but like i'll talk about areas with people or you know say like i'm not gonna you know see a good deer and then be like oh yeah i didn't see anything today like like, well, no, well you should be one <laughs> yeah i don't know i won't so. tell any if i'm hunting public and somebody asked me he that's actually kind of funny because that guy did ask me what section of the farm i killed the deer at and i was like totally lied i mean whatever <laughs> i'm not i'm not giving up like because I, I found a good spot on the farm and i don't think he messes with it at all and that's why it's so good um yeah but yeah, yeah. I, I mean whatever I, I think it all comes down to your personality really like i i enjoy um i enjoy helping people and i enjoy watching other people succeed so like to me like i don't really care but i've got friends of mine you know that i'm close with that would like never do that you know what i mean or just even like uh with me taking amanda like my wife hunting it's like oh well why would you take your wife hunting that's a man's time like like dude well i mean i i've killed plenty of deer like i I enjoy watching her like it gives it almost like takes me back to like my first deer you know watching watching her hunt like i get just as excited and i'm not pulling the trigger so i don't know teaches her own yeah everybody's different um it just I think it's just a personality thing. That's something that I think I talked about on I think the very first podcast was was one of my goals for this year was to be more excited and more supportive of other people when they kill deer. Like and not yeah. being not letting my ego get in the way. And this is this is part of that I feel like is is trying to help other people be successful. Um know that's part of like what i want to do or what i am doing with like nutrition coaching and health coaching and then you know other parts of my life so why like why wouldn't i do that with this as well exactly yeah man it's all about growth man like help you you know 
if you want to grow, you got to help other people grow. It's it just it, it all gets down to just you know personal growth. I, and for I mean we're both on the same page with that. It's like my whole goal in life is just to like never stop growing. And you know it just I think like you you had shared a post. I guess it was yesterday. Uh, what was the quote or whatever that you had sh- shared? I know it was kind of long, but it it basically was right on key with what we're talking about right now. No, all right, well, never mind. About, um, <laughs> it was something you would share. We were just like, yeah, it, it, I don't know. It just hit me. That's if you guys are uh, are out there listening still. It's it's and you're you're still joining us. It's kind of funny. Uh, I, I know at every at the end of all of our episodes, I always end it with a motivational quote, and that's just uh, that's just part of me. I I thoroughly uh, enjoy like motivational good quotes. Um, I like thinking about them. I feel like they're there to help you, um, and that's kind of one thing. Like that's just me kind of putting my touch on this podcast. It's like <clears throat> I I changed my life around, um, and I've had a lot of people, you know, ask me things, and I always seem to revert back to like quotes that I've heard because I feel like they kind of help me get through certain things in life, and you know, like realize that there's more to life than you know just just grinding out dealing with you know traffic or whatever you're going through it's like you know if you're not a tree get out there and you know you don't have to be planted in one area like that's why I moved to Kentucky it was just a time for my life and I figured you know me and my family could have a better life and that's exactly what we did but not to try and uh go down that uh rabbit hole there but you know just just throwing that out I think I think what you're talking, are you talking about the one that said, uh, on a long enough timeline, the survival rate for everyone drops to zero. Yeah. And that, uh, yeah. So that one, I mean, the whole point of that is like, that's where we all end up. What you make of your time is completely up to you. Right. Um, and so what I was, what I talked about after that quote was that life is a, accumulation of experiences it's what we do with it so it's growing it's experiencing whether it's emotions or whatever else like it's not about materialistic goods or about money or any of that stuff like none of that stuff actually matters it's about how you feel how you make other people feel and the stuff that you do to like make yourself happy and whatnot and for you know people like you and i that's chasing our dreams and pursuing goals and growing learning and like getting better every single day um and then sharing that stuff that growth with other people um because if you just keep it to yourself like it's it's not that much fun right right it's well it's like an old quote with other reach reach one teach one you know, you make it up to the top of the ladder, reach down and bring somebody else up with you, you know? And I, but, I think like that's what we're, I guess, trying to do with this information. I mean, like it, or I guess with the podcast is like share the information and help other people um, with, you know, <laughs> this, this particular episode is just kind of a, 
a bullshit session of just some random topics but i think like for the most part the information that we're sharing and um helping people understand whether it's mobile hunting or you know hunting tactics or anything like that it's it's really going to make a difference i hope in their success yeah or even even on a personal level you know i mean i appreciate all you guys that are listening right now um this is something we're not making any money doing this i mean this is just purely what me and logan you know we just like you just said i mean we just want to want to help people um we don't know everything i mean this is this is also you know partly for us too i mean I'm looking forward to getting a lot of really, you know, good guests on here. And between the both of us, I think it, we're, we're great at picking people's brains and, you know, getting good information for all you guys. I mean, I don't want, I don't want this to be a regurgitated information kind of podcast. Like I want, I want to get like a new spinoff on, you know, what makes some of these really high, you know, these really successful guys like tick, like what are they doing differently? Um, and stuff like that. But I think with that, um, I think it's a perfect time to close it out, man. Uh, my next yeah. subject I was going to get into is going to be, uh, money and gear and what you actually need. And that is a wormhole in itself. I feel like we could make a whole episode out of that. So yeah, that ties right back into what I said, just said is that, you know, money and materialistic stuff doesn't really matter. So, right. Let's just the end of the day. What do you actually need to kill a deer and be successful? A bow and some knowledge. (laughs) Exactly. And that's, uh, I was just going to say, you know, to tag on to what you said, like I'll never claim to know everything or even be good at hunting. Like it's, I have the knowledge I'm working on the application part. um, But I'm just, kind of I'm sharing what I know and what I've learned across, you know, the last several years of my experience and and you know what I've taken from other people and applied to myself. So yeah, it's, it's going to be kick ass too because people on this podcast are going to get to watch you grow as a hunter and learn from, you know, this is this is meant for people that are right in your position and people that are, you know, whether you're you've been killing deer for a long time or you're just getting into it and you want to learn some stuff. I mean, that's, that's what we're here for. And, um, I can't thank you all enough for tuning in for another episode and, uh, really look forward to to having y'all on next time. Yeah. See, uh, see what happens next week for us, (laughs) I guess this week, this coming week, uh, we'll give you guys an update on how things go. Yeah, and if you can follow us on uh, Instagram, and you can keep up with us. Me and uh, me and Logan are going to be sharing some of our hunts and stuff on our Instagram story, and try and keep you all up to date uh, daily on there for uh, when we actually are able to make it out. But what's, all right, uh, guys. What's your personal Instagram. My personal Instagram is Justin underscore signing. Pretty bland, but and mine's uh, Logan's Burn. So Logan's Burn. Yes. keep up with us uh give us an ad um i'm sure a lot of you guys that are uh following us on uh instagram page like we're you're probably familiar with both of us but give us an ad and uh let us know how we're doing like holler at us if you guys have any questions um 
anything you want us to touch on? I know we've got a few things uh, coming down the pipe. I, I definitely want to do an episode on thermals, and I'm going to try and get a hold of somebody. We'll we'll see. We'll have a special guest on that uh, is very knowledgeable in thermals because I'm partly knowledgeable and Logan's partly knowledgeable, but I'd really like to get somebody that's an expert on that and um, all kinds of good stuff coming. So stay tuned with us, and we will catch you next week. Good luck in the woods. Thanks for tuning in with us today, guys. We really appreciate you all. I want to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Lone Wolf Custom Gear, for all their support. If you haven't, check out their website at lonewolfcustomgear.com. They got a ton of awesome stuff for you guys. If you're looking to get into the mobile game or just get some stuff that's really going to make your job a lot easier and more efficient in the woods. We're going to end today's episode with a quote from Steve Ranella. Steve says, Make yourself do a lot of things that you'll be happy to look back on. And make sure you've got plans for more of those things in the future. I couldn't agree more with what he's saying. Honestly, uh, it's, it's really important for all of us to have something to look forward to. And make memories. That's really what you know we're all about here. And have fun doing what you're doing. Don't lose sight that... We're out there to enjoy ourselves. I know a lot of us put a lot of pressure on ourselves to, you know, get it done. But at the end of the day, we're out there to make memories with our friends. And that's really what it's all about. But hope you all have a great weekend. Look forward to catching up with you next time.